Good day. How you doing, Peter? Howdy. Very good, Joe. Howdy. Oh, yeah. That's what, do, you, <laughs> do you guys say howdy down in Australia? Oh, no. I, I think I just probably, you know, watch a lot of American TV and, and, and listen to TV. podcasts and all probably the rest. Probably saw my, my Garth Brooks t-shirt on right now. So. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <laughs> nice one. That's funny. Yeah, it's, it's good to chat with you. I'm looking forward to joining you down in Australia too very soon for uh, Data Eng Bytes. So, so. Very excited. Yeah. Great yeah. to have you back this year. Thanks. Yeah, I had a lot of fun last year, man. So it's a blast. That's so. awesome. Yeah, for people who don't know who you are, do you want to give a quick intro? Yeah, so I, I run, um, my name is Peter Hansens. I'm, I, I run a uh, cloud consultancy called Cloud Shuttle. I'm also an AWS serverless hero, so a bit of nice. an AWS f- fanboy. Um, and and I, I run a bunch of data engineering meetups across Australia. Um, I, I started them out in Sydney and they've just sort of slowly grown and and also the data engineering conference here in Australia called Data Eng Bytes. So, yeah, I, I, I try to keep myself busy. Um, I'm also, yeah, I'm also a part-time uh, soccer coach for my for my sons under seven. Yeah. So, you know, that's that that's 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 probably my most challenging role, in fact, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you're honest. Um, that's that's really cool. Yeah, when I, when I uh, think of you, it, it's like I think. You know, you're, um, uh, yeah, sort of, I don't know if, uh, I mean, it's just a huge, huge uh, force in, in Australia, right? When it comes to communities and, and meetups and stuff. So good on you. I mean, I, I run meetups, but nowhere on the scale that you do where you're in multiple cities um, and and so forth. It's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of work. So, and conferences. So, yeah, oh, thank you. I mean, I guess, you know, I've just seen the value in, in connecting with people and bringing people together. And, and I don't know, I, I caught the bug and just got hooked or whatever. And, and it just kind of spawned from there. And it's just been, it's been an exciting ride. I, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes it does get a little bit on the tiring side. There's, it's always a lot going on. It's a lot to, to coordinate and stuff like that. But um, you, you do definitely get a lot of energy, you know, off, off the people that you meet and, and sort of mm-hmm. and just you know, seeing the, the buzz and, you know, and what's coming out in the community and stuff like that as well. It's it's pretty exciting to see. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. It's uh, I was I was surprised, too. Uh, you know, it, to, to be fair, I, I didn't really when I think of data communities and scenes, Australia isn't the first place that comes to mind. I, I am also in America, so I. Uh, Tend to have a, a very American-centric view of the world, which is good and bad, I guess. But uh, I, w- I was shocked, actually, at how healthy and vibrant uh, the communities were, you know, and in Melbourne and in Sydney and, and so forth. It was uh, very, very cool to see. So, Yeah, I think it comes off the back of perhaps um, Australia being a fairly early cloud adopter. You know, mm. most of the major clouds open Sydney regions uh, fairly early on in the piece. And there's been, you know, lots of big workloads migrate there. Um, probably, you know, um, one of our, you know, biggest sort of startup success stories at Lassian, you know, went all in on, you know, AWS and stuff like that. And so there's a bit of an engineering culture there and, and you know, like a pretty high adoption of data engineering practices across the board. And, um, and, and, and perhaps it's just a side effect of how well Australia's embraced the cloud potentially. Mm. That's interesting. What, what do you think are some of the drivers of that of that early adoption? Yeah, I'm not too sure. I guess you know, like um, you know, uh, it, it probably had something to do with the startup ecosystem. You know, Australia's a bit of a far flung place, and you know, wanting to sort of embrace and engage with you know um, folks overseas in the states. You know, if you really want to get anywhere with a startup, you know, you really need to sort of get out of the Australian market as mm. quickly as possible, and and sort of start getting getting a foothold in in the US markets and, and potentially, you know, cloud allowed that lower barrier to entry, I I suppose. Mm, That's interesting. Yeah. And, um, I guess how, how long have you been doing the the meetups, um, and, uh, the conferences? Yeah. So originally, um, I started the Sydney data engineering meetup, um, you know, way back in, I think it was 2017. Um, so, so six years ago or something like that, um, I was I was based um, uh, based in Sydney and um, and yeah it's kind of flourished from there. It started in 
kind of funny circumstances because at the time I I was hired at um, A Cloud Guru as their first starter hire. A Cloud Guru was this awesome Australian cloud education mm. startup, lowering the barrier to entry to cloud certification, and they offered you know um, you know really engaging courses that helped you to get your solutions architect associate. Um, well, it was the exam preparation for it, but you know, like there was a high likelihood that you'd pass your exam. And I had done quite a lot of their courses to, um, to sort of, um, become a bit more sort of cloud savvy myself and, you know, really great. And like, um, it was, you know, just really cheap. It made it very accessible. I think, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of like sort of cloud education prior to that was like, you know, started at the thousand dollar a day sort of level. So, yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, so, um, it, that was like a fascinating company. I was like a a massive fanboy. I was just following them around whenever they came to visit, you know, ran meetups and stuff like that. And so when it, when they, when it came time for them to do their first starter hire, I was, um, you know, like Sam Cronenberg, their CEO reached out Mm -hmm. to me and, and sort of tapped me on the shoulder and I was like, yep, you know, uh, I think I quit my job as soon as the phone uh, phone, phone rang or whatever. And so oh, it was like, funny. it was super exciting, but um, I kind of had, uh, I was I was a data analyst at the time and I wasn't really um, super, super technical when it came to data engineering. And so I just, you know, I had that, uh, you know, big sensation of like being out of my depth and, and having a bit of, you know, um, you know, fear of failure and stuff like that. So I really like, because it was that they had a really fantastic, like cutting edge stack, you know, like next JS GraphQL back end for front end. So all of their microservices architecture was amazing. I didn't want to sort of build out this data engineering stack that was just like, you know, from 20 years ago or something like that. I wanted something a little <laughs> bit more cutting edge. And and so I was like, okay, I need some mentors. I need, you know, some people to bounce some ideas off, ideally from startups doing a similar thing to me. Perhaps, you know, uh, you know, meet up with some folks who are the first starter hires of, you know, similar size startups and stuff like that. And so, you know, I went on meetup.com, um, Googled, you know, for data engineering meetups or data meetups in general, couldn't really find anything that wasn't, you know, um, run by recruiters or something like that. Right. Um, not, not, not to, not to, you know, bash on them or, or anything, but, you know, like I, I, you know, like I couldn't find a real sort of technical practitioner focused meet up where I could really sort of um, bounce ideas off, off of folks. And so I had this crazy idea to just start the meetup myself and, um, you know, uh, put it up on LinkedIn, invited, you know, everyone I could along to it. And it was actually a, a recruitment company that first hosted us, which was fantastic. And, um, and yeah, we had a couple of folks from um, interesting companies like um, Atlassian and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. um, and, um, you know, like it was a small crowd, 20 folks in the beginning, and we took it off from there. And, um, you know, it was an instant success, but it's funny how over the course of six years, I'm sure you've experienced it like with, you know, other initiatives that you've done in the past. It's, you know, um, over time, these things start to snowball and it's just become, you know, a really fun community to be part of, I guess. Um, what was your original meetup? What was it data engineering or what was, or was it AWS or what was the? Well, um, yeah. So I started the Sydney data engineering meetup back in 2017. Yeah. Okay. I was also part of, um, the serverless meetup here and then sort of took it over probably about six to 12 months after I started the data engineering mm. meetup. Um, but I was also involved in, the Alexa meetup, like chatbot oh, meetup stuff. It's so I was a bit of a, yeah, I was just, you know, um, and, and um, I also started uh, the DBT meetup here in Sydney as well. So oh, wow. yeah, I was, I was, you know, doing the rounds, but, you know, I guess, um, you know, I was, I, I got a lot out of them. So I, I guess it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't purely altruistic. It was just like, actually, I just, I just found, you know, how it accelerated my, learning path was just really, you know, really fantastic. And, and that really just got me hooked, I guess. Yeah. That's super cool. 
Yeah, I started my data engineering meetup in Salt Lake City back, was it 2018? Um, I had to run to the, uh, um, see a few other meetups too, like the Python one and right. And so, yeah, nice. It, it takes, you're absolutely right. Like it takes forever to, to build momentum. Um, I really, I really feel like too, the 2017, 2018 time period for data engineering in particular was a kind of an awkward, um, kind of like the awkward teenage years or maybe the awkward, like baby years of, of uh, those types of meetups. Right. Cause I think people are still trying to figure out what data engineering was um, you know, let alone build a community around it. So, yeah, no one really, yeah, it, 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 it was definitely far from, um, taking hold within the market, you know, like no one was really hiring data engineering roles. Everyone was still sort of hiring for data scientists and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, like the folks that you would attract to a data engineering meetup, you know, you wouldn't, accidentally be there you know <laughs> like it's right. it's like you you were definitely a data engineer if you if if you were at that meetup which was kind of cool because you you know it was you could have a really focused meetup i wasn't really ever interested in just having a thousand people attend the meetup i i really wanted to actually have conversations with practitioners people who are really sort of um passionate about the field and and trying to push it forward which is you know, which was amazing it, that, that it worked out that way. Well, that's uh, the best part of a meetup too, is, is uh, conversations and uh, networking. I've always wanted to just do a meetup where, you know, I guess it's these low-key happy hours that are happening now, but it's like, just skip the presentation and just have the uh, community conversations. Like that's, I noticed a lot of people just show up for that. The meetup is, uh, the presentation is almost a formality in some ways, depending on the topic, right? Yeah, we haven't actually started adopting that, but I've been watching um, folks like yourself and others uh, do it over in the US. Um, and it's an interesting trend because I think there has been like a bit of a saturation of content online over the last couple of years. Yeah. And, you know, everyone's just like, you know, watching 50 YouTubes each day and stuff like that. And, 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 and people just want to connect, don't they? They just want to get together, do a bit of networking, have a bit of a chat and, and it's probably a format that we need to explore more perhaps over the, the you know, coming months and, you know, to, to just, just see how it can work in the Australian market, because I think there's a lot of value, isn't it? There is. I mean, even, you know, we're hanging out um, after the conference at uh, the bars at like in Melbourne, for example, right? I think there are quite yep. a few people there. And that was reminded me a lot of, um, you know, uh, the uh, Loki happy hour events that we have in the States. And now I guess globally, right? It's uh, happening all over, but. It, it was a cool vibe. I felt like that was um, just a, you know, get to chat with people, you know, in a, in a way that, so I think that also like a conference, it, there's a certain, um, I don't know, there's a certain decorum that comes with, you know, conversations at conferences and, um, you know, there's conference etiquette and so forth. And, uh, yep. you know, so it's a bit, uh, oh, it's just got its own vibe. And again, everything's got its place, right? But you know yeah it, it it it's pretty cool i've been i've been looking at the you know like the photos and stuff like that announcements on linkedin it, it does look like it's got a really good vibe and you know perhaps we can really sort of fire it up uh, again during the conferences and see see where that takes us perhaps i think there's something to it yeah i think so that's, that's super cool so i mean you know, walk me through the you know what, what's the um you know for the audience i suppose for for their um, education, uh, you know, what's the, uh, data engineering and startup scene like in Australia? Yeah. So, um, I guess the startup ecosystem in Australia, um, you know, is, is pretty strong. Like we've got some, you know, pretty big ones, you know, I think everyone's heard of Canva now, so that's, you know, hit, um, global scale and we've got other ones like build kite and coltramp and and some other really interesting ones as well um so there's there's a pretty healthy startup ecosystem but not so much in terms of i guess data engineering startups people that are building products in this space um we've got a couple of um uh small players that are just on the cusp of of sort of starting to really get established um, a startup called um, Omnada run by uh, James Weekly. Now, Dean Nguyen is, um, is running a startup called Carter. That's, um, that's mm. a, a kind of like a, a data catalog. And so part of, I guess, the work that I'm doing in the data engineering meetup and, and, and data engine bytes is, well, I guess it's not super deliberate, but, you know, my hope is that 
um, we're going to see a lot more data engineering startups flourish as a result of, I guess, you know, um, you know, trying to sort of plant these seeds of ideas in folks' minds as to, and, and so we can see a bit more of a um, data engineering startup scene. Mm, that's interesting. How is the, uh, I, I guess the, uh, um, have you guys been impacted at all by the, uh, the, the cash crunch um, like we have in the States? Yeah, it's, I mean, I think the last couple of years have just been, Absolutely gangbusters. I don't know where you, whether you've got that expression in, in over in the yeah, States. Yeah, we use that here too, yeah. Yeah, but, um, you know, like I think it was getting to the point where data engineers were in such high demand. Some of us were probably working, you know, side gigs as well and stuff like that. And so I think every every data engineer in town was just practically burnt out to a, to a crisp. And so <laughs> I, I think, you know, like in some ways the tech crunch – um, as sad as it sounds, was kind of slightly positive in the sense that people could finally take a bit of a break and and just kind of uh, decompress for from such a tough couple of years. But um, yeah, there's been lots of layoffs in the fan companies, at, you know, yeah. over in the US, and that's impacted locally because you know quite a few of their employees got laid off locally. Um, the big big consulting firms, for whatever reason. Um, like I run a smaller consulting firm, but pretty much all consultancies across the board have had a really quiet first half of the year for 2023. Yeah, and um, so it's it's been pretty brutal. There's lots of layoffs, running meetups recently. Um, you know, um, whenever I'm chatting to to folks that rock up, they're just like, "Yeah, I've been laid off. Of you know, looking for work and stuff like that." It's really sad to see. I mean, I think a lot of the folks that have been laid off, they've been snapped up pretty pretty quickly. There is a lot of full time roles, but like if you're if you're you know pretty hell bent on staying as a consultant, it's it's really really tough times. It's um, I found it really difficult, you know, running my my consultancy um, through these times, and um, yeah, it's 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 sad, but I guess it, it's one of those things that had to happen. Interest rates had to rise. That's that's shortened the um, runway for a lot of startups because the cost oh, yeah. of money is going up, and and I guess that that has an impact on 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 the startup scene. But I guess when you look at startups, a lot of startups are coming out of you know say smaller consultancies, if you will, and and so. A lot of the time, you know, in the early days of, of the startup, you know, they can they can typically bootstrap. But I guess with consulting drying up, that that sort of forms a few challenges as well. So we'll see what comes out of this period, I guess. So yeah, it's it's definitely had an impact over here for sure. Oh yeah, and definitely over here too, for obvious reasons. Um, but I think it's a healthy reset. Um, I don't know. I just saw companies spending money on. Uh, projects that I don't know they it's good for experimentation but I was you know it, it didn't seem to have any uh goal at the end of the day right it was just let's scoop up data engineers let's have them do data stuff and you know so it was you know some companies were really smart about it but I saw you know quite a bit of LARPing I suppose as well um sort of going through the motions with data and spending a lot of money and I really wasn't sure what a lot of it was for at the end of the day so but. Yeah, it felt like a bit of a like a gold rush, a bit of a land grab. It's just like, hey, just scoop up as many data engineers as possible because who knows what sort of data projects you might have down the line, and you know, like, yeah. um, who knows how many data engineers are going to be available. And honestly, you know, I've spoken to a few folks. Some of the salaries that folks have been on recently, you know, you know, during the heyday, you know, over the last couple of years, it's it's going to be it's going to be a challenge to stay at that same sort of salary, you know, um, over the coming years because there's going to have to be a little bit of an adjustment because, um, you know, people were probably getting a 50%, you know, pay rise. Um, oh, easy, easy. You know, it's just um, we don't quite have the same salaries over in the US, but um, I think, you know, like, um, you know, there, there's definitely a big correction happening on, on that front and people mm. are – to tighten their belts which is you know which is tough as well so it is tough but yeah but that's also where community comes into play too i was actually talking with a 
group of people yesterday on a Slack group of men, we were talking about, uh, you know, inevitably there's always this discussion that happens every few months with, with me and my friends where it's like, um, meetup.com sucks. Let's figure out a way to uh, come up with a better <laughs> meetup.com. Well, you know, so who's going to solve that problem? It's, it's like, it, it feels like meetup.com's, you know, they, they, they finally started a bit of feature development recently, but still, it's just so terrible. It's just it's like, such a horrible app. And it has um, been, I mean, I've, I've had the same qualms for, um, at least like 11 plus years now. Yeah. It's, meetup. It just, it's, it's so bad. Yeah, it does. Someone please solve it. It's at the moment, like, I think the only reason why anyone's there is just because of eyeballs, you know, like he's just like, um, there is a lot of folks for whatever reason on that platform as, as bad as that is. And, you know, it's, it's the only reason why they've got a viable business, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's something, um, <laughs> they keep getting traded back and forth though. Like PE firms will buy them up and, you know, they'll get acquired and then sold off for, so I don't know, man, it's, it's interesting though, cause it's the same app they're using for like real estate, uh, you know, people and yoga moms and like, yep. you know, it, so, I mean, I've always wanted to have a, uh, you know, a platform that was really, um, I guess user group friendly, right. It's, we used to call meetups back in the user groups and, you know, more uh, technology focused, but, but the main thing we were talking about too yesterday was just, you know, with all the layoffs and stuff, it was, um, sorry, that's my dog barking up there. Um, it's just a need for community, right? It, especially with the downturn, I, I feel like the, the importance of community is um, becoming more and more vital, right? I mean, I don't think people are under the illusion they're going to go find their next job at a, at a meetup. I mean, everyone's kind of in the same boat right now. But at least if you can come together and then have kind of a quasi support group, right? I think that's, that's pretty big. Yeah, because I mean, even you know, even at home, like my, my wife's an accountant and stuff like that. She doesn't, she doesn't necessarily have a, a great insight into all of the, you know, uh, peculiarities about the tech industry and stuff like that. You know, um, you know, why, why all of a sudden have things gotten so bad when things have mm. been amazing for the, like probably the last five years or something like that. And, 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 you know, so having, you know, that just common group, of, of folks to, to sort of talk to and and chat through those problems and and even you know sort of um you know perhaps you know point you in the right direction of something to keep you going perhaps mm -hmm. you know during during these tough times that that's a, a, invaluable i think and i think that you know like that that's you know and it's 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 also a really good time like if you're if you're, you know, not currently employed, it's it's also a really good time to, you know, sharpen your tools and stuff like that, get some yep. get some inspiration and stuff. So meetups can definitely provide that as well. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah, you learn about new practices, new new tech, and yeah, I totally agree. And it's a really good way to build your network too. I think the biggest thing that you need when you're going into a downturn is just um, you know, it's all about who you know at that point. You can shotgun out job applications um, to everybody in every company under the sun. It's, I know people doing that right now. I know a lot of people doing that right now. It sucks. And like, you're not hearing anybody <laughs> getting back to you. Typically it's hard. Yeah. The funny thing is like, I don't think I've applied for a job in the last 10 years. It's oh, just, me neither. <laughs> it's, it's, it's always been through word of mouth or just someone who I know. And now as a consultant, I, 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 I can't say that I'm terribly good at like sales and stuff like that or awareness mm. building. I just get a lot of people just coming to me and just going, Hey, can you help us out with this thing? And so, you know, I think people kind of probably it's that hidden secret that a lot of like sort of young people in the field just don't know that like a lot of the success of, of your, you know, in, in, in your career is just basically 99% based on your network and who you know and stuff like that and very little is actually to do with um you know potentially you know like that that degree or or all of these yeah. skills that you, have, you know it's so true it's uh it's, it's interesting yeah that's why i encourage a lot of the um new graduates to like in my class that i teach or you know people that i mentor or people that i talk to i'm just like go to meetups um you know, start building your network now. It's like, cause these are, these are the people that are going to help you out, you know, and you're going to help them out, right. When times are good and when times are not so good, that's just sort of how the pendulum swings. Sometimes it's, it's good. Sometimes it's crap, but you, what you do have 
you know, what you can keep doing is building your network of friends and allies and, you know, and I think more importantly, help people out too. pay it forward. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it's a fantastic way to sort of like, you know, perhaps if you, you know, someone's seeing you that's been laid off, you know, you can, you can do a bit of mentoring and I, you know, as a meetup organizer, I really love giving um, new folks in the field or, or junior data engineers, the opportunity to, to, to get their first speaking gig and really establish themselves um, and sort of help, you know, sort of elevate and promote like their blogs and, and stuff like mm. that. I think there's, there's a lot of good that you can do. And, and, you know, those folks have, have the opportunity to really um, establish themselves as, you know, subject matter ex experts in particular niches of data engineering. And, you know, another great thing, and this is probably a, a bit of a selfish plug, but, um, you know, volunteer at a meetup or, or at, you know, at the Data Inch Bytes conference, you know yeah. what I mean? If, you, if you've got a lot of free time, because um, that is absolutely a fantastic way. A lot of meetup organizers and, and conference volunteers have gone on to some pretty amazing things off the back of, you know, like the network that they've built. Mm -hmm. um, being a part of the organization. So definitely worth, worth giving it a shot. If, you know, if you found yourself with a lot of free time recently, what do you think about data engineering versus analytics engineering? Um, well, I think, you know, like, you know, after a little while of a couple of years of running the data engineering meetup, you know, DBT started, um, taking hold. And I think, you know, um, uh, you know, and 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 they kind of coined this this new field of analytics engineering, which I think it's it's a really it, it was a innovative name, and and I think it's it's a really pointed name because like um, I think for a data analyst to make the you know transition to a full blown data engineer was a big leap. You needed a lot of different skills, like you need to kind of know a lot about you know, a variety of databases and, and programming uh, constructs that, you know, it, it, it takes a while to sort of, you know, um, get those skills and stuff like that. And, you know, like I think analytics engineering was, you know, that data analyst that had learned a little bit of Git, they'd learned all the software engineering practices necessary to, you know, run a DBT project and the like. And they could, they could, yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, like a data analyst has always been really capable at sort of using data, but an analytics engineer could also then go and sort of fetch, fetch some of the data themselves and stuff like that, because there was tools like Fivetran and Snowflake that made it a lot easier for those folks to just kind of, um, you know, fish rather than be given mm. a fish. Um, but I think it, so Wilson's a, well, it's a fantastic new new uh, job title that I, re I think really addresses, um, I guess you know that that niche between sort of like a you know that or that that um, that distance between a data analyst and a data engineer in terms of skills. I feel like it doesn't really address the. Um, I don't feel like data engineers are dead just yet because just yet, <laughs> just yet, or, or even ever. Like I think, you know, there's still are sysadmins kicking around and, and, you know, like sysadmins, are, you know, probably evolved into DevOps engineers and the like. And, and I think, you know, data engineers aren't going to die out anytime soon. There's still a, an insane amount of compute that's still not in the cloud and like analytics engineers are, are really sort of aimed at like a lot of like greenfields um, and, and startups that are born in the cloud. You know, everything's accessible by Fivetran and the like. Um, and, and, you know, like, which is an absolute fantastic tool. And, and there's a lot of really amazing innovations in this space, but there's still a lot of on-prem work. And, and will some of these yeah. tools do connect with on-prem? It's just like, there's just a lot of data engineer data engineering work out there um, that's just not going to go away anytime soon. And so, um, you know, whilst I think um, analytics engineering is, is, is flourishing, I think um, 
data engineering is just a lot of fun. The, everyone's got this itch to scratch where, you know, as like software engineering professionals, we're always just wanting to learn that, you know, next thing. And, and I think um, analytics engineering is still a little bit, I guess, constrained, if you will. It's, you know, there's a lot of analytics engineering wanting to make that next step to data engineering. So I can't see data engineering dying out anytime soon. It's just that, you know, perhaps the field as a whole, data is a very vast, I, I don't think people appreciate how vast data is as a field, not just data engineering, but data engineering as well. And I think there's probably more, more job titles to come you know, like, I think, you know, like yeah. you know, data modelers, I think that it's a passion of yours, um, that that's going to be a lot bigger soon. Um, and, and there's, there's a, a variety of other skills that'll, that'll come into, into play, you know, data governance engineers and things like that. I think, you know, like we're going to see a lot more of these sort of job titles, but, you know, I think, you know, as the first data hire for a startup, analytics engineer seems to be probably the go-to potentially a data engineer so that's that's my rough rough view of the world at the moment <laughs> the world, yeah you're absolutely right too i think the uh, uh migrations from on-prem or you know hybrid cloud something like that right that's that's um there's still a ton of opportunity there uh i mean we're only getting started i mean cloud penetration still is not massively huge you know uh, in in the grand scheme of things so yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, like it's it's a ridiculous number, like 80% of workloads are still not not even near exactly. the, the cloud. So it's it's like, you know, and that's that's why, you know, you, you hear of Adam Sepolevsky of, of um, Amazon Web Services, then you CEO X Tableau, you know, he's just saying, you know, he's always saying, we're just getting started and and mm -hmm. that's really the reason for it. And, and so, you know, and, and, and other vendors like Snowflake and stuff like that, they're all say, saying a similar thing. And, and, and I think, you know, so there's, there's still a long way to go for us. So, oh, yeah. Uh, well, and some workloads are moving back to on-prem too. I and mean, we're seeing that in the States. There's a cloud repatriation happening. So. Yeah. Driven by DHH and the like that, that'll be interesting. I mean, I think, you know, like those discussion points, I think, you know, um, it is good to have a balanced perspective because not everything um, uh, in the cloud is sunshine and rainbows. There have been, you know, some pretty shocking bills um, and, and cloud spend out there that just just aren't, aren't practical or pragmatic in especially, um, you know, um, post uh, zero interest rate, uh, right? You know. Things are a bit tighter now, but I think a lot of that comes back to an education uh, issue too. I mean, if you look at the workloads, you know, you consult, I consult, right? Every time I see, um, you know, shocks and surprises in the cloud, it's normally because of a lack of awareness on how to do things properly, like the cloud way. Right? Yeah, exactly. Lift, lift I and mean, shift, classic example. Yeah, there's there's lift and shift in the application space, and that the you know sure as sure as heck is in in the um in the data engineering space. Oh it's, yeah, you know you, you definitely do not want to use um you know say for instance Snowflake in the same way that you would use Oracle on prem or something like that. Um, you know it's 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 you know there are ways to 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 make you know Snowflake extremely cost effective mm -hmm. um and, and generally it, you know it is you know big fanboy of snowflake but oh yeah you same. know it, it, equally um it's it's i think oh, i forgot who made the comment but you know um it's um you know usually um a data engineer or, or sort of a, a data analyst um you know is very rarely in control of like the credit card of the company like they can't even approve a 50 dollar expense right. although they can rack up like a five thousand dollar you know oh, yeah. um compute spend bill on on you know on your cloud or data infrastructure and so um i think with with anything having you know some good controls in place and some really to your point, some really solid education, you know, getting the consultants in and, and, and sort of like, and learning the fundamentals, you know, like, oh, yeah. like your books are all about is really important because, you know, even just simply doing a bit of data modeling and not sort of computing the whole known universe of data within your company to achieve that Tableau report, 
you know, can can have some pretty massive um, cost savings over the course of a year. So, you know, there's there's a lot to you know a lot to be gained from having a well architected data infrastructure, and and so I think you know there's 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 an importance to to sort of going back to the fundamentals and also sharpening your tools. You know, yeah, I always encourage people to say you're going to be in a cloud, go get the certifications. You know. I mean, absolutely. I, you, you've got plenty. I've got plenty. And, and when you study these certs, what you realize is the cloud wants you to do way, things a certain way. You can have your own opinion about how you want to do things. I mean, I've been using AWS since like what, 2010 or something like that. Yeah. And I, and I got my cert in what, 2017 or something like that. So in that seven year time period, I developed a lot of bad habits, right? I, I had my own opinion about, gosh, VPCs. I, I, I know how those work, right? I know how subnets work and all that stuff. Um, yeah, you have your opinion and then there's the opinion of like the cloud that, you know, wants you to do things a certain way. They'll save you uh, a lot of time and, and whatnot. And after going through that, I'm like, yeah, you should definitely learn to do things the way, say, AWS wants you to do them or GCP or Azure. It's going to save you a lot of time and you'll just be very competent, you know, so. Yeah, it, it's the same with like, I think, DBT Labs. They've got their yeah. own now, Databricks, um, Snowflake as well. And, oh, yeah. You know, you see a lot of DBT out there where, you know, like, you know, folks are doing things, um, you know, perhaps, you know, there are a few blog posts away from getting an optimal um, implementation of DBT. So it's definitely worthwhile sort of educating yourself because, you know, there, there, there's a lot of um, really, really cool best practices that, that you can learn, like Slim CI and things like that. It's fantastic stuff. So definitely. Did you do the, have you done the DBT cert? I, I was I was looking at it, but I, I got lazy. I've got staff members now, Joe, so I'm like, I'm not <laughs> doing certs anymore. You do certs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I, just, uh, I don't know if I'm going to do a cert again. Who knows? Maybe I'll get a hair and go renew one, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so much work to study for these things and to, to take them, so... Yeah, we've been we've been deep building a product recently at the company, and so I just I, I didn't want to sort of take, you know, I should probably renew some of my you know pro level AWS certs or whatever. But then yeah, you, know, you got to kind of just you know put a couple of days of deep study into them, and you know it's just like it's a bit of a distraction when you've got. It a can be for sure. Mm. Well, yeah, and and as, you know, and as long as you're compliant, you know, with it, whatever partnership tier you're on for the with that. Uh, that company then it's all that matters so yeah just just hire people that's that's yeah yeah just hire people <laughs> so that's awesome yeah so i mean kind of back to the, the the data space i mean what are some of the challenges and opportunities that you see i mean you work with a lot of companies and see a lot of things like where um what do you think we're doing right and what do you think we could be doing better as, as an think, industry yeah i think look honestly i think there's been you know um you know Bit of a like a Cambrian explosion of of data data startups and AI startups and all of the rest and and we're on the on the cusp of everything to come out of LLMs and everyone's adding a little bit of AI to their um you know their uh their their you know data data products at the moment, which is fantastic to see. I think you know like predictive SQL and stuff like that. You know code completion. That's really, really awesome stuff. But I'm seeing a lot of like, um, I think, you know, with when you look at the modern data stack, there's a lot of complexity tax associated with um, integrating all of the different pieces in the stack. And there's a lot of like micro products. Um, and, um, you know, I don't know whether I'm going to, you know, get into trouble. I, I definitely don't want to put anyone's noses out of joint. But, you know, like I think, um, you know, there definitely needs to be a bit of bit of a consolidation in the space because, whilst you know, we started off with you know um, the you know all in one you know informaticas of the world and stuff like that, and then we've just kind of unbundled everything. I think we've unbundled. You know, it, it's like sort of the trend of microservices, and now everyone's saying, I think you know monoliths probably aren't that bad actually. Um, right, and and, that, and I think we've gotten to that point with the modern data stack where you just like 
rather than actually sort of building any sort of useful analyses within your business, you're like, our whole data team is, you know, focused on integrating the next new tool to solve this next problem of, you know, sort of oh, like yeah. DBT tests didn't quite do the trick. So we're going to do this, um, you know, integrate this, you know, test specific tool, um, you know, uh, you know, with the fan and, and, and then integrate this dashboard to collect all of the DBT test metrics and, you know, like, and, and it's just, you know, and then there's another tool after that for observability and, and the like. And, and I just, I just feel fundamentally that, um, you know, a lot of these tools have a data catalog at their core and, and, you know, like you see, um, you see a lot of, um, derivatives of potentially sort of data catalog businesses. I mean, it's something mm. that like we're trying to sort of work on um, building a product for at the moment where you've got like, uh, you know, a data catalog and then you've got off the back of that, a, like a data security tool, a data observability tool, um, a tool that sort of collates all of your, you know, your test metrics and stuff like that. And you've got, you know, four or five, and then you've got like data governance tool, data security provisioning and stuff like that. And all fundamentally at their core is a data catalog and perhaps, you know, um, you know, your active directory and stuff like that to know who are the users in the groups. And, you know, and I just feel rather than going through, you know, like six months of consulting to integrate all of these various different products, potentially this a low cost product that's a bit more accessible to startups that that could be that could be created to to sort of um solve around the edges of 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 the modern data stack that you know takes away a little bit of this integration hell that we're all facing when we're sort of putting together but maybe i don't know, I don't know maybe, is this a product yeah. you're working on <laughs> it, it, it's something yeah it's 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 definitely something that i'm i'm looking at i'm i'm i think you know like in in, in the data catalog space there's and, and you know and what can come out of that there's just um i think there's that that you know we can put a bit of downward pressure on the the um the entry point price and and sort of open that space up to to startups a bit more we'll, we'll see what happens but um It'll be it'll be interesting because I think you know, like say for instance, you know, the ticket price could be you know, um, I don't know. Sometimes I hear prices of about a hundred thousand dollars US. No startup is going to pay that you know off the shelf price, and and whether whether a startup needs that level of sophistication, does it does a startup want a data governance tool and a data security tool that'll provision access? to both Snowflake and Tableau and all of these other sort of data engineering tools mm -hmm. and, and centralize that, you know, RBAC or ABAC, if you will. So it'll be interesting. Um, it's something that we're sort of, we're working on, but we'll, we'll, we'll see, you know, whether it's got traction and, and finds product market fit, I guess. Yeah, there are some companies I've seen that are similar-ish similar to that notion, like Immuta, for example, right? So it's like, yeah, and they've, they've gotten a lot of traction. They're doing really, really well. Um, uh, in a full disclosure, Turner already partners with them too. But, um, you know, I, awesome. I think they're the grapevine they're, they're killing it, right? It, but it's, yeah, it, there is a lot of complexity for sure. I think it, um, it's interesting because the pendulum always swings. I, I always joke with uh, Matt, my uh, co-founder, that, um, you know, inevitably everything becomes Informatica. So... It's, just, it's sort of the <laughs> it immutable law of the universe and, and data tooling. So, yeah. So it'll be interesting to do sort of like to see what happens in that space because yeah, it's it's pretty funny. Like, is it is it on purpose that people are purposely doing these micro products because they're afraid of being viewed as the next Immuta? Or uh, so, no, sorry, not a muta, a muta fantastic. So yeah. Inva Informatica, not to say anything bad about Informatica, yeah, I mean, but they, it is. They make a lot of money, man. They make so much money. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's, but it's, I don't it, know. I mean, there's some. I think they're they're kind of a meme. But here's the deal: it's like there's a lot of. Um, it's kind of where things are going, right? With uh, consolidation. I mean, even if you look at you know where Snowflake's going with the data cloud or Databricks is going with their product, it's like. It's it's all it's an all in one platform, which is no different. I, I, my whole point with a, the Informatica thing is just like 
everything becomes all in one at some point. Like it's just inevitably how it is. So, and then you go back to the other other side of the pendulum, and then it unbundles, and then you're kind of where we are today, and it just kind of does that. So, yeah, and I think you know, like the the the, the big question that I've got in my head is how do you make that bundling feels safe for for, mm. for the end user. It's just like, I mean, Snowflake have done it extremely well. Yeah. You know, same with Databricks, where they've kind of embraced open source and they've said, look, you know, um, you know, hop on our data cloud or our data lake yep. house and stuff like that. And you know, if you don't like the experience very much, you know, hopefully it's not too much effort for you to you know switch providers and and go to you know the newest cool kid in town and you know, and a lot of these pro providers are, you know, also AWS and the other clouds that, you know, sort of putting downward pressure on their own prices as well, doing price, price yeah. drops on, you know, things like, you know, storage and compute and stuff like that. And so um, I think, you know, if, and, you know, if you can create one of these sort of like all encompassing startups um, that, or like products that can, you know, solve for a lot of these integration challenges that we're facing around the data observability and and all of the rest um i think you know the the, the real critical point would be um is is offering that sort of um offboarding pathway yeah in a, and and a set of apis that sort of make you sort of like i guess you know um you know um you, you know not not have this feeling of being completely trapped as soon as you, you know, sign your life away, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, Who so, knows? We'll see. Yeah. We'll yeah. See. Well, we will see. Like we were talking about earlier, I think this is, it's a, it's good for the industry in some ways that, um, you know, there's a correction. I think it's going to lead to, you know, better practices, better tools that, I don't know, we'll, we'll see fast forward in a couple of years and we'll, uh, <laughs> we have a better idea. So yeah, it's it, it's 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 exciting, and look, I, I definitely I I love the fact that there's so many sort of like micro products coming to the fore. I think they're you know fantastic ideas. It's just, I think just, and it's it's great that we've we're living in a time where you know, um, uh, two person um, startups can just like build an awesome product idea and get it out to the market in a in a scalable fashion. But you know, like you know, it's it it has had some negative side effects, and I think you know, like having this conveyor belt of fantastic ideas that we can sort of integrate into potentially, or do we have like sort of marketplaces? I know a lot of the major players in the space are looking to to create marketplaces where you can sort of much more easily integrate with some of these smaller products. So who knows where it's heading? But I. I I'm kind of betting that there's going to be a little bit of a bundling happen. Yeah. You know, you, I think you're still going to have your, your major sort of data compute players like Snowflake and Databricks. Um, you'll definitely have other compute players like, you know, Fivetran and Hevo and all of those sorts of players that are doing your sort of um, your data ingestion. I'm sure you're going to still see reverse ETL in a really big way or data activation. But then, you know, there's what happens um, once the data's there, you know, with your transformation and also just, you know, your observability and stuff like that. There's a lot of pain still in that space. Yeah. I don't think any sort of data teams like really saying, coming out publicly and saying, you know what, we've just absolutely nailed our data. I think, you know, our data is just absolutely perfect. It's like, no. Everyone I talk to is still a little bit uncomfortable in that space, so um, which is why sort of like data contracts and and, and observability are just so important. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Cool. Kind of wrapping up. Um, you know, data Engine Bytes. Uh, you want to give a quick shout out about that and uh, um, some details? Yeah. So um, this year we're in we're in four cities. Um, Joe, you're 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 back, which is really incredible. So we're nice. super excited. We're um, we've also got Ryan Boyd locked in um, of uh, Mother nice. Duck, is uh, you know uh, the company behind um, DuckDB. So that's going to be you know and 
DuckDB's had incredible take up in Australia recently, had a lot of talks um, from a lot of folks. But yeah, so we're in four cities this year, not just Sydney and Melbourne. So um, we're going to have a little bit of a caravan of international speakers travel from city to city. And we're also going to have some fantastic local talent as well. So um, we're kicking off in Perth um on the 22nd um of august um it's at the ritz carlton it's a fantastic new venue it's going to be amazing um yeah it's like i was i was surprised that we could afford that one actually (laughs) wow Um, but um yeah it's it's just a wonderful venue it's going to be really nice and and perth's just such a beautiful city i was there last week um and then um uh after that on the 25th on the Friday, we're in Sydney. We're at the Hilton Sydney. That's going to be um, a really nice venue. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and then the following week on the Tuesday, the 29th of um, August, we're in Brisbane at the Brisbane Convention and Entertainment Center. We're in this little nook of the uh, of the of the complex, and it's it's going to be a really fun vibe, I think. And I'm just super excited actually about the the Brisbane data engineering scene. I think there's some pretty cool stuff happening there and it's just Brisbane's a really fun town. And then finally we we go head back to um Melbourne on the 31st of August. We're at the Edge at Federation Square. It is a spectacular venue. Um Melbourne's got some really nice uh nice architecture as you and, pointed out and coffee. <laughs> and coffee as well. So um, I think all of our international speakers are in for a real treat. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We've still got a few spots open. So, you know, hit me up if you're inspired from this uh, this podcast. <laughs> but, yeah, um, yeah, just, just going to be a lot of fun. Um, it takes a lot of time out of my day, um, out of my imagine. year, in fact, running this conference. But um, um, I only do it because – you know, like it, it's, it's been amazing fun. I wouldn't have probably wouldn't have met you otherwise, uh, Joe. No, and, and no. It's, it's been a, it's been a wild ride. Um, I don't know how many more conferences I've got it in me, but um, it's, it's really, it's really exciting um, when it really comes together. So, and thanks for being such a big supporter of it. Oh yeah. Huge, huge fan. Yeah. Thanks for having me out last year. It was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, yeah, huge, huge fan of what you guys are, are doing. And I think it's um, it's only the beginning. My, my take is why stop with Australia? Why not have it around the world? And, and um, you know, you'll uh, take a few years off your life, but it's for a good cause. So absolutely. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Sky's the limit. Yeah, no, we're having a lot of fun. So stay tuned for next year, perhaps. Yeah, exactly. Awesome, Peter. Um, for people who want to learn more about you, how can they find you? Um, so, yeah, I'm on... Um, Twitter at Pete Hansen's, um, you know, Data Engine Bytes is at datarangeconf.com.au. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn. I think my handle's Peter Hansen's there. So, um, or GitHub, Slack, you know, all the usual things, but um, probably, or, you know, just start at peterhansen's.com.au. That's that, that's another way to find me or cloudshuttle.com.au. I've got too many uh, web, uh, <laughs> but... Anyway, you'll find me. You'll find me. You will. Awesome. Well, thanks for being on the show, man. Looking forward to seeing you soon. So, Thanks so much, Jay. Really appreciate it. Cheers. Of course. Yeah.